We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning and welcome to Wrestling with the Basics. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And here with me today is Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. Uh, emphasizing the Darmstadt there. Uh, from, <laughs> a little from... extra Darm in your stadt? <laughs> <laughs> well, just that's a good old German. That's a good old German name, uh, Darmstadt yes, is. Yes, it is. Uh, and and uh, well, I, before I, I, I want to talk to you about Jan, who, who's been listening to this show for I don't know how many years, and, and is still alive. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, apparently we don't kill people. <laughs> there was that health scare for a while, you know, that people listening to our show might be dying. Hazards to your health, huh? <laughs> Right, hazardous to help. Yeah, the Surgeon General wanted us to put warnings on all the episodes. But, but anyway, uh, so so here's the thing, I, and I don't know if I said this last week or not. You, you'll have to remind me. I've been wanting to tell people about this, but I okay. keep forgetting, and I don't. Again, I don't know what is it. Well. <laughs> Don't don't sweat the bacon. Did we talk about that last week? I don't think so. There is no bacon shortage. Oh, no. well, I would have remembered that. Well, I, well, okay, well, good. Then I'm glad because there's this fake news. There was actually a website out there that was claiming that there was going to be a shortage of bacon. And it turns out it's just oh. another one of these fake news things. Say it that, ain't so. Well, it's not. That's the good. point. There's plenty oh, of pork relief. bellies. We've got them stocked up wherever <laughs> the government has the secret underground pork belly uh, 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 storage facilities. Storage right? facilities. Yeah. Banks of pork bellies, <laughs> so there is no shortage of of uh, bacon. What a relief! And and Jan, a listener from Germany of all places, that's why I want to emphasize Darmstadt. Although he he doesn't live in Darmstadt, but he lives in Germany. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Jan. It's gotten to be real common. But he sent us this beautiful picture of a city that is made out of... You saw it. I saw right? it. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty magical. Made out of bacon. Made out of... Entirely out of bacon. Entirely. The roads are paved with bacon. The houses are made with bacon. Rivers flow with bacon. <laughs> Rivers flow. Oh. And so, boy, I was ready to get my plane ticket and fly right over there. Uh, Jan, tell me. And then I realized it probably was just an artist's representation. So it's, it's probably not, not a real. No, I, I don't think so. Oh. Do you? You saw the picture. Oh. I, I think it's probably just a, an imaginary place. <laughs> it, it might be too good to be true. Yeah, well, it, it, it did remind me of like images out of the Book of Revelation, this apocalyptic <laughs> glow of bacon. And <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking. Maybe it's a picture of what heaven will be like. <laughs> See, maybe yeah, that's that, why that God... Be it. Well, no, think about it. It makes sense. So this is why God said to the Jews, no, no bacon here on earth because there'll be bacon in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're up there and go, oh my goodness, now we can eat all the bacon we can yes, eat. Yes, that's what uh, but but thank you, Jan, for, for remembering us and for sending us the picture yeah, of the bacon really city. Cool. Thank you. If, if you have a location for us, let us let us know. <laughs> um We'll be booking tours. We'll be led by Jolly John and Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark and 
Off we go. Yeah, none of this Reformation side thing. Yeah. Come with us. We'll see uh, the bacon. The, yeah, the bacon is, of this Germany. This is what people really want to see in Germany. <laughs> but that's uh, cool. You know, so we're talking about worldwide KFL radio. It really is worldwide. Yes, it is. Even in Germany. Yes, it is. How neat. And, and if anybody would like to see the bacon picture, just uh, email us at kfeowwb <laughs> at gmail.com, and I will send you a copy of this photo that Jan uh, sent us. You'll be glad you emailed. <laughs> That's right, kfeowwb <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. Now, we shouldn't be doing this. We should go press that. Give me that sound oh, effect. Give me that one, would you? Where is it at? Wait, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Now, there's no time for foolishness. Really, there shouldn't be, because we have begun the season of Lent. Yes. Uh, Last week was Ash Wednesday, and and so what Matt and I would like to do for you today is share with you a couple of parables that will explain to you, I believe, the purpose uh, of why we have a Lenten season. Okay. Okay. Should so we, like so we just so, start reading there? You, yeah, you want to read? It? Yeah, we started with Ash uh, Wednesday this past Wednesday, and this yeah. is the first weekend. So Matthew, Matthew twenty, okay. and 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 I, I don't plan to deal with this in in detail. I just want to kind of take it in its entirety. So if you would read Matthew twenty verses one through sixteen, Matt. Okay, I'd be happy to. So uh, Jesus is speaking here in Matthew twenty and says, "For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard." After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw standing idle in the marketplace. uh, And he said to them, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each one of them received a denarius. And when those he hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, The last worked only one hour, and you gave them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat? But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I chose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. So let me just lay the time work out for you here. Uh, so we've got uh, workers in the vineyard. Some of them go out at 6 o'clock in the morning. I am not even up at 6 o'clock in the morning, man. <laughs> That's why I became a pastor. <laughs> Well, you only work one day a week as a pastor, right? <laughs> That's right. The other six you get to sleep what, in. What, what time's your service on Sunday? 8.15. Oh, man. See, so you probably do have to get up at 6 on Sunday morning. Mine's at 9, Matt. Oh, So boy, even on the one day pastors. I work. Yeah, I don't Jeez. have to get up at 6. So anyway, we got guys at 6. We got guys going out again at 9. We got guys that are sent out at noon. We got guys sent out at 3 o'clock. And then, of course, unbelievably, why he would even bother to do this, we've got these guys that have been standing around all day doing nothing. But he sends them out into the vineyard at 5 o'clock. Where what? I don't know. By the time they get there, they probably got what? 
what, a half hour it's to work? quitting time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and, of course, the shocking thing about this parable is when it comes time to pay their wages, what do they get, Matt? They all get exactly the same, that one denarius. Now, now you've done with it. This is actually coming again from this crazy one-year lectionary that I'm doing this year. <laughs> uh, this is actually some pre-Lenten stuff, but it occurred sure. to me it's probably good to help people understand Lent. But but uh, so any thoughts about this? You, this is in the three-year lectionary. Any thoughts about sure. it? Well, I think the denarius is, just, uh, first of all, uh, that's about a day's wage. Yeah, so that was it's not pretty a bad typical, wage. A day's yeah. wage. And he, the master then, the, the person going out to recruit the workers, at least, promises them a denarius for a day's yeah. wage. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, right? Uh, but then, yeah, what what the, the surprising thing is, is when those who come just before quitting time get the same amount. Yep. And then he pays them first, and then those who came the whole day, <laughs> like, wait a second, if they got denarius, why didn't we get denarius? What's going on here? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of interesting. I think we make application then. Okay, who's the owner of the vineyard? Who's yep. the one who well, gives this denarius out? Yeah. And we would say, well, God himself. That's what we would think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He usually is most of those uh, parables that have to do with vineyards and with sowers and stuff. It's usually God who's the owner. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay, what else? And I have? love that idea that he is the owner. Shouldn't he be allowed to give what he wants to give? That's what he or says. Or begrudge my generosity? <laughs> yes. So who do you, I mean, I, I think, so if we know who God is, I, I think too, in parables so often we ask, oh, wh- where do I fit into all this? Yep. Too? Yeah. Uh, wh- how does this apply to me? And uh, for those of us who are pastor types, maybe, yeah. and, and those of us who maybe have had the blessing of knowing Jesus from little on, yeah. Um, yeah. baptized as an infant, always in the church, I think perhaps we identify quite a bit with those who have from six in the morning. Started at six in the yeah. morning, even before Pastor John's up. And uh, <laughs> and what is what does God give? Well, He gives us forgiveness. I, yeah. He gives us salvation. Salvation. Yeah. And uh, thanks be to God. Yeah. But for those two who maybe uh, come to know Christ later in life, uh, you know, maybe it's on their deathbed, even thief on the cross. The thief on the cross. Yeah. Prime example during the season of Lent. What does he get? Well, Jesus says to him, that thief, today you'll be with me in paradise. Apparently same he same gets wage. that same salvation. Yeah. So what's the deal? And I think sometimes we perhaps find ourselves, those lifelong Christian types, grumbling a little, <laughs> sinfully and selfishly. <laughs> well, what's the deal here? Yeah. Yeah. Don't I deserve more? The, the early church fathers wanted to divide this up in terms of the ages of the church. So they, they like to think that the six o'clock group were the people that were the descendants of Adam. Mm-hmm. The nine o'clock group would be then the descendants of, uh, let me think, Noah. Okay. Okay. Those that were there after the flood wiped them out. Uh, the noon would be the Jews, the descendants of Abraham. Uh, the uh, three o'clock then would be the early church. Okay. And then I guess we'd be the five o'clockers. Uh, so, but so, yeah. So, so you do that somewhere along there. People have been around longer. People have been around shorter. And, and like I say, the, the main point is, well, the reward is going to be the same. Uh, uh, so like you said, even if we've been a lifelong Christian, that doesn't give us an advantage over the person who would confess faith even on his uh, deathbed, as you said. Now, what does this have to do with Lent, though? That, that's what I, I got intrigued with this. Because here's the thing, people, if, if you don't realize it, 
We've got lots of extra work for you to do. <laughs> you're you're going to be numbered amongst those people who are out there working under the sun and the heat of the day, uh, as the parable says. Because honestly, we expect you to be in church twice a week now. We 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 really do. It, it, it's uh, not, we don't want to use obligation language. Lutherans don't talk about ob- days of obligation. But let's face it, the church has been doing this Lenten thing for 1,500 years. Billions of Christians will be doing that in the weeks to come. Holy cow! Yeah! So you really ought to be coming out. And then when Holy Week comes, we'll expect you to be there not just twice a week, but what, four or five times? We've got Monday, Thursday services, two services on Friday. we got a Saturday (laughs) night service, a vigil, as well as two Easter. What, What are you guys doing? for Holy Week. Well, we were doing uh, we're doing the same thing. We've yeah. got, <laughs> we got Palm Sunday. We've got Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. Well, we got the th- well. You think you have a Good oh, Friday service? Well, We've got a Good Friday. Really? Service. Three hours long. Whoa! The Traore service. Okay. Noon to three. Try to beat that, Pastor John. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and here I thought it was so proud because we had two services. You got three hours worth of worship. Yeah. It's a doozy um, of a service. So, so the point is, is that yeah, there's going to be a lot of extra labor during Lent. That's what's expected. The thing to remember, however, when everything is done and said, you're still going to get the same wage. You're still going to get forgiveness. You're still going to get salvation. And not because you came to church on Wednesday is God going to give you some extra stuff, okay? (laughs) There will be no extra blessings just because you came to church on the Wednesday night services. And indeed, I don't think you should feel that you're somehow spiritually superior to the people who maybe don't come or can't come. There's a lot of people that will love to be there, but they'll be there. They're sure. sick. They can't get out at night. They don't like to drive in the dark. Although, by the way, if you know somebody like that, invite them to come to church with you. Say, yeah, give I, them a ride. Yeah, I know you don't want to drive in the dark, but come on, come on with us. Uh, um, so that's, I think, the thing for Lent. Lots of extra activity going on for Lent, but it's not going to make a difference in our final wage. The salvation and the forgiveness, that comes to us, as you pointed out, because of the generosity of the Master. That's what he gives in his generousness, not because of how many hours we've spent in church services. Which raises the next question, then, so why are we bothering? (laughs) Why go to the Wednesday night service or the Holy Week services? We're not going to get any extra wage from it. All right, another parable. You ready for another parable? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Any more about this so parable I, I before we leave? That, you know, as, as the laborers here uh, working, it's not just a, a, this out of duty. You know, if that's yeah. why you're doing it, and that's exactly what you're getting to, it's probably not the right motivation. No. Uh, but if it's out of love, it's if it's to uh, receive these gifts, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and for us, you know, if we're going to go that route of being a lifelong Christian, and what is there to grumble about? What a privilege ah. you know, to be a Christian your whole life, to be able to serve the Lord, to be able to know the the peace and the joy and the hope and the love that is ours. You know, I had that same thought. I had that same thought. How we do grumble uh, 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 because we got to go to church. uh, And yet, wow, to know that from beginning, from when we were just little teeny tiny babies, that we were God's beloved children and our destiny was determined for us and there was never any moment of any uh, question about what our future would be. That is a great thing. That is a great thing to know. Yeah. All right. So let's do now another parable, Luke Eight. Okay. And again, we'll just read the whole thing. We're not we're not working for details here. Verses four through fifteen. All right, the parable of the sower. And when a great crowd was gathered, and people from town after town came to him, Jesus said in a parable, 
A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and with it and choked it. And some fell into the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these, as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said this, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for those but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for what, as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. When, when I preached this, Matt, I, I had a little fun with this because I, I uh, told uh, the congregation that I was actually going to be preaching this sermon to myself. <laughs> but they could listen in <laughs> if they wanted to, <laughs> since they were there. Well, that's good. Uh, as long as they're there, might as <laughs> yeah, well. Right? Might as well. Because in a way, this is a parable that's oriented towards us as, as uh, uh, pastors. Uh, you will note that while he told the parable to the great crowds that accompanied him from city and, and town after town, it's only the disciples that he then takes yeah. Yeah, aside and gives the them the meaning. Uh, the one thing that's really clear and obvious in the parable is that the seed is the word of God. Yes. Uh, and again, that was the job of the disciples. In fact, that would be their assignment, that they would go to all nations, to the uttermost ends of the earth, and spread the seed, be the sowers, uh, teach people about repentance and forgiveness of sins. And this task has been continued by people like you and me to this uh, day and age. Um, but so you've done this text before. I don't know. What what kind of things did you pull out of this when you were uh, working with these words of God, Matt? Well, I think, what are we called to do? And I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. We're called to sow the seed of God's Word, whether we do this over the radio airwaves, whether we do it in from the pulpit, or whether it's the, the people of God sharing it with their own children, yeah, yeah. And teaching it in the home, and, and with their neighbors, and so on and so on and so on. Just spread the Word, spread the seed. And I think... Uh, there's a certain amount of comfort, I think, that I find as a yes, pastor, at least, yes. in this parable. Because as I'm called to sow the seed, most definitely, but what that seed does, then that that's in God's hands, not mine. And, you know, it, the odds aren't too good here that it's no. going to fall in good soil. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of one a, out of four. Yeah, one out of four gets good soil. And so, as a pastor, one of my prayers is that uh, people's hearts would be good soil, that they would have ears open to the Word and good, hearts Good and open. honest hearts. Good Don't you like that hearts, phrase? Yeah. Uh, that the seed would grow and bear fruit and uh, a harvest. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as a pastor, you, you do. You meet with people. You, you share God's Word with people. And uh, you have people in uh, your adult information class, confirmation classes. And sometimes they're they're really excited about hearing the Word. And, and that's great. And I rejoice in that as a pastor. But I, I pray that it doesn't just fizzle and get choked. Yep. Um, yeah. That this, for the long haul, for, for the whole life, uh, that it would grow and bear fruit. 
and that they would they would be able to sow the word themselves. Um, so it, it's it's like a comfort that what we're called to do as pastors, as God's people, as Christian people, is just simply sow the seed. Sow the seed. That's what we're called to do. God help us if we don't do it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. All we do is called to sow the seed, and and from there, it, it's in the Lord's hands. It's not us to determine what happens to that seed. Yeah. One one of the things that you you wrestle with as a pastor is, is that you not to judge the soil, because uh-huh. yeah. uh, we don't know. We don't whether it's good soil or not. Yeah. And, and there is a temptation. Oh, I'm not going to bother talking to that person. Well, he yeah, doesn't want to hear. That's a good point too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why even bother? Um, and and of course it is a reality that as pastors we deal with. I, I guess I don't know how long I was in the ministry. Maybe ten years when it dawned on me this parable is just a description of, of what reality is. Because you you share the word of God with some people and you can tell it just goes in one ear and out the other. Doesn't mean a thing to them. Yeah. It's just like throwing it on a, a a brick path or whatever, a highway, because no, it's not, that seed ain't going to go anywhere. Like you said, you run into the people that are really enthusiastic, and then as the text says, uh, there will be some testing. Maybe they lose their job, or there's a divorce, or they lose someone that they love and care for, and and then they do. They just fall away from the Word. And yet, the, the opposite is true, too. You have people that come, and God blesses them. And then in their blessings, it's like, well, Pastor, we, we like the church, but, you know, we just don't have time for church anymore. We've got so many other things we need to do. And, and so it's ironic. Both both crosses and blessings can sometimes draw people away from the Word. But the encouraging thing, and I'm sure you would affirm this too, Matt, is we've got this body of people who come and listen to us. We have this body of people that listen to us on Wrestling with the Basics. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> well, except I do know why, because they are good soil, and we are giving them the Word of God, the seed the gospel. That's what we try to do on this show every time we get together. Now, what does this have to do with Lent? Well, Matt, to me, this is the answer to why go to those extra services, because we are nothing but soil. Even good soil is incapable of producing any fruit. Think about that. Even if you're the good soil, you're not going to be able to do anything really in terms of fruit without what? The seed. Yep. And so now in Lent, you've got two opportunities, and in Holy Week, multiple opportunities for that seed, that Word of God, to be planted in this good and honest heart. And I do believe God doesn't lie. And God says, my Word never returns to me empty, but always accomplishes the purpose for which I sent it, providing seed for the sower, that's you and me, and bread for the hungry, that's everyone who will gather together to worship with us during this Lenten season. So there's the thing. You don't go because you think it's going to make you better in the eyes of God or get you some extra blessings from God. Uh, It has nothing to do with any kind of work or obligation you're performing, like you said earlier, Matt, but it is just this simple realization. God's going to work fruit in us. That's what he's going to do. How could it not be? The Word is this powerful thing, and so it will help strengthen our faith so we'll grow in that respect and it will help us love our neighbor and god knows i need help loving my neighbor (laughs) let me tell you about that and so uh, that's uh, the other thing that comes from uh, this uh, seed this word of god that will be planted in our hearts this lenten season so anyway those were some of the thoughts i had uh, in terms of uh, using these parables to get us ready for this wonderful wonderful season we call lent uh, any other final comments, no, I just Matt? I love your or... observation that even good soil can't produce anything by itself. It needs the Word. Yeah. Yeah. So come, hear the Word. Hear it Saturday mornings with us, but hear it 
uh, this Lent, every chance you get. And, and you know, the thing is, as a pastor and, and as listeners, we have no control over the, the thorns. Uh, I cannot dig the uh, you know the rocks out of the soil. That that's all up to God. He's the farmer, as you pointed out earlier. He's the one that does that. But yeah, you and I and all of our listeners, we just need to hear the word of God, share the word of God, and let the Holy Spirit work faith when and where it pleases Him. So, well, thank you, Matt. Hey, Amen. next week I understand we want to talk a little bit about Martin Luther and about his death. Yes, it's, it is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. That's a pretty big deal. So it is. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Luther's death and maybe our death as well. All right. All right. We'll see you next week on Wrestling with the Basics. Yeah.